morning. I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, McConnell's replacement. Number two, inside Johnson's new spending plan. And number three, Republican senators look like they're inching closer to trying to say yes on the tax bill. Let's get into it now. Wow, a leap year for us at Punchbowl News. Won't have another one of these until 2028 and then 2032. What a special day, February 29th. Thank you for being here. Um, Mitch McConnell surprised the Capitol and the political world yesterday by saying he will no longer um, be the Senate Republican leader after November. Now, I was asked yesterday on television whether it was a surprise, and I think there is a... um, there's something to say about this. It was a surprise in the moment, right? We started hearing Andrew DiCiderio and I started hearing um, that there was going to be a big announcement at lunch at the Republican lunch or around the time of the Republican lunch. And we didn't know what it was. Uh, we thought it could be McConnell endorsing Trump, but that didn't really seem like that big of an announcement. Um I thought maybe he was leaving Congress. Now it turns out it was this. Uh, we, I, you know, we knew it was big when we saw Josh Holmes, the um, longtime McConnell advisor and uh, uh, newly popular conservative podcaster, uh, in the Capitol. Now, um, so it was surprising in the moment. It wasn't surprising overall. McConnell's obviously had a very rough year. Um, he had a very rough couple of years. He had. Uh, his fall in Washington in in uh, that in the what used to be the Trump Hotel, he um, was out for a while. He had those freezing episodes in which he uh, froze up on camera. He then also had a um, his sister in law, uh, Elaine Chow's sister, passed away uh, in a car accident just weeks ago. McConnell effectively said that he's closer to the end of his contributions than to the beginning. Uh, he has fewer years than he than he would like left in his uh, Senate tenure. So um, he also said, you know, it's a, it's a talent to be able to say when um, when enough is enough, and when when you are. Um, when you're done, basically. So I thought that was interesting. He said, "Believe me, I this is just very interesting. I know that the po- I know the politics within my party at this particular moment in time. I have many faults. Misunderstanding politics, politics is not one of them. Uh, a rare thing that you hear from a Senate leader, to be honest with you, or, or a, a political leader, that you um, understand that your time is coming to a close and you leave before you are thrown out. So um, the question is what role Donald Trump will play in the next Republican leader. So listen, the election will occur sometime in November after the 2024 election. Let me put this quite simply. If Trump wins, he's going to have a massive say in the next Republican leader. If he doesn't win, uh, someone like John Thune or John Cornyn could win. If he does win, John Barrasso will probably be the favorite. Now, listen, I I also don't think this is this is terribly simple and clean in the sense that um this the the McConnell faction to oversimplify is still the biggest faction in the Senate Republican conference so it's automatic that Republicans are um it's auto, let me put it this way it's automatic that 
if you are a Republican who has aligned with McConnell, you're going to get a lot of votes. Um, and uh, so it, it's tough to write off someone like John Thune, no matter what happens in the election. But it, it there is a sense in the conference among the conservatives that the if Trump wins, he should have a big say in choosing the next Republican leader. Um, each of these men, the three men, the three Johns, the the term we coined not long ago at Punchbowl News, actually it was long ago, but it was we coined it. Um, each man has their uh, each man has their upside. John Thune is the number two, very involved in running the conference now. John Cornyn was in leadership, terrific fundraiser, deal cutter. John Barrasso um, is uh, a very strong communicator and is liked by all the conservatives. Also in the mix are people like Steve Daines, NRSC chair. Marco Rubio is looking at it. Tom Cotton of Arkansas and Rick Scott have been floated as potential candidates as well. Remember, leadership races are not only popularity contests. It's it's a hard-nosed assessment of how voting for any one candidate will help each individual senator. So, we saw this with the with the speaker fight. A lot of people have asked me over the last couple of days whether um, this will be like the speaker fight for the Senate. It won't be for a few important reasons. Number one, the 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 set the speaker fight is a two, a, a race to two eighteen to a majority of the House. The fight for um, Republican leader is a 50% plus one in a closed ballot, secret ballot race. So it's a totally different dynamic and important to keep that in mind. But this will be a long race. It's only February. This race is in November. I mean, we're talking about uh, eight months away now. Um, And this is going to rage throughout this entire year. Number two story of the morning, inside Johnson's new spending plan. Now, this is a big shift. Yesterday, we or Wednesday, we scooped. Tuesday, we scooped. Goodness gracious, it was a while ago that congressional leaders were looking to extend government funding till March 8th and March 22nd. The original deadline was supposed to be March 1st and March 8th, so this is a short-term CR. Effectively, they, they are extending energy and water, interior, transportation HUD, commerce, justice, science, milk on VA, and agriculture until March 8th. That is a week from now, and they are uh, moving Homeland Security, Defense, and the rest of the bills until March 22nd. The House will vote on this CR today and will leave town immediately. The Senate will try to pass the CR by unanimous consent tonight. That will avert the shutdown Friday and push it till next week. This was a plan hatched by Mike Johnson. You got to give Johnson credit here. Um, Don't want to get ahead of myself. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. There's a lot more in this movie. But let's say that Johnson had a good move here. Um, So he didn't have a deal with McConnell, with Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, and Hakeem Jeffries to avert a shutdown this week. Johnson didn't want to pass another short-term CR with because it would without any plan because he would have had huge backlash from his um, uh, conference. So he came up with a logical play and executed it. It will pass today. Um, but in, in putting six negotiated spending bills on the floor and presumably another six in a couple of weeks, uh, Johnson is finally standing up to the House Freedom Caucus. He's effectively saying, I came up, we came up with this deal with Democrats uh, and um, we are pushing it until 
we are we're bringing this thing to the floor. We're bringing these bills to the floor. These aren't conservative spending bills. Johnson has already conceded. He has basically no, uh, just very minimal wins in this thing, but he is putting it on the floor. Um, so you know what? This is the the conflict that at some point, to be honest with you, you gotta you gotta govern with the majority of the conference, um, and that's what he's doing here. And so, to be honest with you, this is a this is a good move. It's a smart move by Johnson. Will he have any fallout? He could. He could. They could try to push him out. If they tried to push him out, they'd probably win. Um, but uh, this is the play that every appropriator and the middle of the conference wanted him to make. So um, a very logical and smart move for Mike Johnson. But there are some big questions. Does Johnson package any of these bills together? Does How does he vote for them? Um, they don't have much time next week to get this done. The State of the Union is March 7th. The government shuts down March 8th. They have six appropriations bills to, to pass next week. Going to be difficult. They're all going to go to the floor under suspension of the rules, and suspension of the rules requires two-thirds majority for passing. Number three story of the morning, Republican senators say they're exploring a path to yes on the tax bill. Uh, Mike Crapo, the finance panel's ranking member, huddled with committee members on Wednesday to check in on where they stand after a two-week recess on this Wyden-Smith tax deal. Crapo said, there's a very strong feeling in our caucus. We don't want to move without having a majority position in the caucus. But he's pushing for some changes. The question is, are there changes that Jason Smith and Ron Wyden can uh swallow that is the big question that we'll have to see over the next couple of weeks this deal um you know there's a lot of weird paths to passage for big pieces of legislation we haven't seen the last on, on this story on this tax bill and with that leave us a rating and review you can subscribe to punchable news at punchable.news have a great day and stay safe